What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's show, I have the beginning, the first show of quite a few that we're going to do about kids in real estate. So we've had a few kids speak on our stage at Flip Hacking Live and inside of our community. We did a kids event this past summer where we had ages 6 to 18 come to the office and we had 70 people there that we taught financial education, real estate, and entrepreneurship over two days. It was incredible. Like some of the one, one of the most life-changing events I've ever done. And I've done events for veterans. I've done events for flippers. I've done events for multifamily, but this kid's event was like no other. And uh, I, today I've got a 17-year-old on the show along with her mom, and they're talking about their story. We actually didn't talk that much real estate. This was a really powerful show where we talked about the feels along the way, like what got her interested? When was she not interested? How did she feel about her mom? Some of the struggles that they went through um, as a mother-daughter combo, all kinds of stuff like that. And I think it's really going to help you. And I would encourage you to have your kids listen with you or let them listen on their own. It's totally like fine for the kids. There's no foul language or anything like that on our shows. And I, I really think that it would be something that you want to share where you can do some co-viewing or co-listening along with your kids. Uh, today, I've got Marisol and Sophia Mendez on the podcast. I'm really excited. At the end, we make an announcement about something special that we're launching that I think you're going to be interested in. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. Hey, everyone. I am here with Marisol and Sophia Mendez, and we're going to talk about a young entrepreneur's, young entrepreneur's journey to kind of get into real estate, get into entrepreneurship and start growing. Um, Sophia has had a lot of success in real estate and her parents have been very involved in that. And uh, today we're going to talk about that because we ultimately the reason why we do all this is for our family like if, and freedom. We want to find financial freedom, time freedom, all that. And that's why we're doing this. That's why you're listening to this show. That's why I got into real estate. I got married. I had uh, we got pregnant with our first son and I realized that I needed some financial foundation. I wanted to spend more time with my family. I wanted to stop getting deployed with the military, all that stuff. And so ultimately, recently over the last year or two years, we've really made a big push to inspire the youth in our community, in seven figure flipping community. So um, we've had a lot of successful young people come through. I want to stop calling them kids because um, they're not kids. They're young adults. They're young entrepreneurs. They are um, the next generation of our future. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So I want to start by um, asking Marisol where she is and what she's doing right now, because I think it's pretty interesting. We were just talking about it, but we'll just talk about it on the show. So Marisol, where are you right now? I am in Paros, Greece, uh, celebrating my 40th birthday with my uh, husband and my little daughter. Unfortunately, Sophia couldn't join us this time because she is doing uh, high school and college at the same time. And uh, she had other uh, obligations, but um, I feel proud that she told me, go and celebrate your birthday. But uh, um, I am going back home because I think the family is really important and I actually don't want to celebrate my birthday without her. But I feel very glad that um, they were here in Greece. So are you saying you're, go you're going home early? I am going home a couple of days before my birthday so I can actually have dinner with my kids, both of my kids, and um, blow my candle with them and just spend time with them. Yeah, so I, I, as we were talking in the beginning, I thought it was really powerful. Like, um, you guys have such a great like family relationship, and I think the family is really important to you and your husband, Omar. I've, I've watched that develop. I remember almost four years ago now, the first time that um, we got to really spend time together with your family was on our cruise, our seven-figure flipping cruise that we did in February of 2020. And uh, to see like the growth of your family and your kids since then has been really incredible. So um, I think that's powerful. And I think everybody listening should, should hear that for a minute as uh, you guys really do. You travel as a family, you come to the events as a family. Um, 
and I've seen I've seen times where you have been split up, and it just like you said now it doesn't necessarily feel the same for you guys. So you do a lot of things together, which is I think really really great. Um, has it always been that way for you, like bringing your kids on the projects with you? Because you guys have been in real estate for a while. Um, have you always brought them with you? Have you always tried to get them interested in your entrepreneurial journey? I think so. I think since the beginning, um, we decided that we wanted to do this. We wanted to be in real estate because we wanted to um, have the financial freedom and the time freedom to spend time with our kids. And in the process of growing, I think that they have always been part of um, the growth. And they have all, they have been part of the team, even though they, in the beginning, they used to hate it. Uh, Sophia used to hate going to Home Depot and uh, she used to hate, um, I guess, Sophia, what's your point of view? Yeah, I didn't like real estate at first. Okay. When was that? Let's, let's put a timeline on this. You're, you're 17 now, right? So. When was this? Like, do, let's go back, rewind, Sophia, and you give me your point of view on some of this stuff. And when was it? How old were you? And what kind of changed along the way? Well, I was, I want to say like around eight years old when they started like doing real estate, I guess, my mom and dad. And I don't know. I don't know why it made me so upset. Like, I just, I didn't like when they talked about it. I was always annoyed by it. Like, it was, I just felt like it was like consuming our whole life. And I wasn't used to it, right? Because I was used to, going to the farm with my dad and visiting my mom like at the clinic. And so, I don't know, I don't remember. I, I just know I didn't like it at all. And from like eight to like 12-ish years old, I was just complaining about it, annoyed by it. Like, like literally Home Depot was my second home. We were always there. Like, I was very annoyed. Do you think that was because it was taking some of their time away from you guys? What do you feel like? Maybe it was just a big change because then also we ended up moving from my favorite house. Like my best friend was my neighbor and we moved and I was kind of sad about it. But like, you know, now now it's not a big deal. But I don't know. I think it was just a big change for my life at the time. And so all of those things that were happening, you thought it was because of all of this stuff they were doing. So like moving away from the house. Um, leave, having to leave your friends, maybe a new school, things like that was all kind of stacking up because of this new thing that they were doing? Yeah, it was just, I just blamed real estate, I feel like. Yeah, and so I think there's people that are listening that know, Marisol, did you know that that was happening for like four years between eight and 12? Like you, you obviously were aware, you were like, she didn't really like it, she didn't enjoy it. But um, if you knew that it was happening, um, why did you guys kind of keep going? And, and what would you say to the parents out there who are, you know, just trying to do the best that they can for their family? Actually, I didn't know that that was happening. While that was happening, I guess that we were trying to grow the business, but we still had a full-time job. And I can understand Sophia's point of view, but I also think that uh, in life, people need to do some sacrifices so they can live a better life later on. And we will not be where we are right now without those sacrifices. And um, it's part of the growth and it's part of like, it's part of life. No one will get, um, no one will accomplish anything big in life if they don't decide to make some sacrifices. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know about it. Uh, now that I know, I think that um, there is a better way to deal with need. But um, for the listeners, if they are passing through something like that, maybe just um, have more time with your kids. Um, maybe they just need more quality time. And um, maybe I was not even aware that they I was not aware that this was happening. I was just trying to, uh, I guess, survive between my job and uh, <laughs> and real estate. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something that was given to me uh, years ago, and I'll share it now. There's three questions that I try to ask. Will is my nine-year-old, so he's the one that's most aware, I feel like, of what's going on. And for the past three years, I've maybe four years, I've been asking him these questions. So anywhere from like six to nine right now, he's all, he's... He's like nine and a half. 
And so I ask him these questions. Um, what am I doing that I should keep doing? So what am I doing right now with you that I should keep doing? Or, or what am I doing that I should keep doing? What am I doing that I should stop doing? And what am I doing, what am I not doing that I should start doing? So what am I doing that I should stop doing? What am I doing that I should, so, okay, so you're doing something and you should stop doing it. So it's something he doesn't like. Something that um, he wishes I would do. So I'm not doing, but he wants me to do it. And what is something that I'm doing that I should keep doing? Does that make sense? So like, I'm doing something right now that, I, that he loves that I should keep doing. Something that I'm doing right now that he can't stand and wants me to stop doing. And then what is something I'm not doing at all that I should start doing? And so those three things I ask him, and it's very interesting. I might ask him like every, every couple weeks. It, for a while, it was like once a week. Maybe it's, you know, every now and then. But a lot of times it's like, I wish you would just let me play more video games and stuff like that. But the other day he was like, I wish you would stop traveling so much. So what am I doing that I should stop doing? And he's like traveling, being gone. And so that hit me pretty hard of like, wow, I didn't think I was gone that much. I'm usually home. And when I'm home, I'm trying to spend the quality time like Marisol's talking about. But this is something that you can ask your kids very directly. And you'll be shocked at what comes out of their mouth, like what they say. And why? And so, and don't fight it. Don't argue it. I don't, I don't like, I don't say that I, Hey, I'm not traveling that much, buddy. I don't try to convince them that I'm not. I just say, why do you feel that way? And tell me more. And these open-ended questions where you just let them talk. And he's like, I don't know. Well, well, think about it. Like what is, what bothers you? And so he goes a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. And a lot of times, like our kids are really profound. They, they feel things, they know things that, and they'll voice them if you let them, if you create a space for that. So I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to ask them those three questions tonight when I go to bed. And usually I do it after like bath time, bedtime, those kind of, those kind of times, not like the middle of the day. He's like when he's like relaxed, chilled, we're just kind of like laying in bed after he reads, things like that. And just say right before bed, hey, buddy, what is it? Bill, thanks for sharing. Uh, I will implement that in my, in my life from now on. And I will be calling Sophia and asking her. And I will ask Bella also. I think that those three questions. Well, let's ask her right now. We have her here. Let's ask her right now. <laughs> so, Sophia, what are some things that your parents are doing that they should keep doing? Um, I was thinking about it too when you were asking them. Um, one, I'd say, is letting me have my freedom and like make my own decisions. I like that. My mom says, you can either go to Greece or stay, like your choice, your decision, your life, you know. Well, I mean, always with a limit, right? I can't go and do whatever I want, but, you know, certain things. Now I'm getting to just do them because I'm getting older and because they trust me and they know I'm mostly responsible, so I'm not going to, you know. Anyways, um, I like that you guys like me, like let me make my own decisions. And uh, Marisol, before I ask the next two questions, are you okay with me asking the next two questions? Yes. On the show? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to ask that before because now, now it's <laughs> what is something that they're doing that they should stop doing? So what are some things that they're doing that you don't like that they should stop doing? Mm, probably. I mean, this almost goes hand in hand with the other one though, but like not letting me make my own decisions and like kind of controlling or babying me i i hate being babied like i don't know i just feel like if i got it like let me do it don't don't help me unless i ask for help i guess in a way i i get annoyed so yeah okay um, and so and what is what are what is something that they're not doing that they should start doing I'm going to need to think about it. Okay, you can think about it. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's hard, like you get put on the spot. So, and then I just give, when this happens, this usually happens with Will. He maybe he's like, doesn't understand the question or he's like, and I might give him an example of something like mm -hmm. that I wasn't doing, like something that he really would like me to start doing. And maybe I did it in the past, but I'm not doing it anymore. Or something that is, um, that I've never done before. And so one thing he was like, well, let me, like, he said, he, at one time he was like, I want to, um, one, one was like, I want to play, I want to play a different sport. Like I, I want you to let me play football or let me play basketball 
or let me go to camp for video games or something. I want to learn how to make video games. And so that's where my video game camp came out of is I went and went and looked for video game camps. I didn't even know that existed. And I don't think he said camp, but he was like, let me go like learn how to learn how to play video games better. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to learn, learn how to make video games, not play a bunch of video games better. And I went out on a search looking for something like that. So has anything popped into your head? Yeah, quite a few things. Okay. So go ahead. What do you got? Um, well, one, I want to learn how to shoot, like, you know, with a gun. Um, I've been telling my dad for who knows how long now. It's never happened. Um, I want to learn how to drive stick. I asked my dad, like, Half a year ago, still hasn't happened. So get on it, dad. And um, let me think. I want to be able to travel alone without, well, oh, my mom is always gonna worry, but with her being able to trust me, even though she says she doesn't trust others, trust me and trust that I will trust or not trust others because I will have a gut feeling, so. Mother, please trust me and dad. And uh, that's all I have right now. But point is, is just trust me and let me try new things, please. Yeah, I think those all, all three of those kind of fall into that bucket, don't they? Marisol, how do you feel hearing some of this stuff? I think as a mom, um, I have missed emotions about it because um, for me, she's always going to be my baby. And um, now that I want to baby her, I just want to protect her. And of course I am, um, Sophia has these big goals that um, I feel very proud of her, but at the same time, they even, um, they, they scare me how, for example, she wants to travel the world and uh, look, I. I would love for her to travel the world, but at the same time, I am just a mom and uh, I worry. <laughs> uh, I think that one time um, I will get used to and uh, I trust her and I think that she's a very smart girl, but um, it will take me time. I think the uh, life, um, In life, uh, it's a journey, right? And uh, we all um, we're always learning as parents, and we can always improve not just as parents, but also as a husband, a wife, as a business owner. And uh, it's it's a journey. You know, something that I hear when when Sophia's talking is. For us, when we're in our, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, time goes by really fast for us. And a year doesn't seem like a very long time for us, two years, three years, four years. And I find the older we get, kind of the faster time goes. There's a lot of talk and uh, philosophy around this of, you know, the, the older we get, the faster time goes by. But when we're young, time's so slow. And so one thing that I heard was, Sophia saying, I've been asking about this and I've been asking about this and she feels like it's been forever. And we as adults probably think like, oh, that was like yesterday or last week that we heard it for the first time. But so a lot of times our kids are asking for things and they feel like it's been a very long time, like a few months, feels like years for them. But we feel like, oh, we'll do it. Like we'll get to it. And so I'm, I'm insanely guilty of this. It's not about you guys, it's about me. But in my life with my kids is they'll ask me for something and then it'll be like a month later or two months later. And then ne next thing you know, it's like next year and I still haven't signed Will up for football. And then next year and I still haven't signed him up for football. And he's like, when is this going to happen, dad? And he's like, he's hoping that it happens every single day of his life. And for me, it's like I blink and it's the next day. I blink and it's another day. And so the time, the way time feels is very different for us. So as parents, the, the reason why this exercise is so powerful is because what we'll hear from our kids is that I feel like I've been waiting forever for you to do this with me. And we feel like it was just yesterday. And so what it does is it brings up the importance of something that they mentioned to us that we either forgot about or put off, or it's on the list of us to get to eventually, which turns into like months and years. And they feel like it's been like a decade 
and they kind of carry that stuff around. So what I heard from Sophia was like, I've been asking forever to shoot a gun and to drive a stick shift and, and forever for her might be like weeks or months. And forever for us is like literally forever. Like you have not been asking me that for the last three years. And so that's just the different feel of time that comes with age. And so that's what I heard was a lot of times what happens when I ask this question to Will is I find out what's really important to him, which might not be on the top importance of my list, but it should be. And so then I made that time. Like, let me make the time to go, you know, I don't know if what I have to do, borrow a, a car, a manual transmission car from somebody and take, or go, go get a, do a test drive for the day and uh, take it to the high school parking lot and do it. I remember I had to make time to get Will to ride, to teach him how to ride his bike. And I'm gonna have to make time to do that with Lucas now um, as he's, you know, five years old. So those kind of things, when he's ready, like I need to make the time to be there and find out how important it is. So for anybody listening, Obviously, we're here to kind of talk about some of the real estate successes and entrepreneurial successes that Sophia has had and, and Marisol has, and Omar have had with her. But like, this is the real, like, this is the real stuff here that we're talking about. This is how we get to know our, our kids. This is how we get to know our family. We spend the, the most time with them. We figure out what's important to them because we think that like, oh, let's go to the park. That's what they want to do. Like, like we come up with the plans a lot, but what if they designed the day? What if they design the week? What if they design? And then, then we're like, we're spending the most quality time that we can with our kids where they get to pick what we do and instead of us trying to decide what it is. And maybe you don't have to go all the way to, um, to Greece or you don't have to go all the way to around the world and you can just go to the local shooting range and they'll be like more joyful than they've ever been in their entire life. So um, those kind of things is what I pulled out for anybody that's listening. Obviously an amazing exercise to do with your kids. And this will be some of the stuff we're going to talk about are uh, some things that we're doing with the kids inside of our community, the young entrepreneurs, the next generation of, of who's coming up in the world uh, financially and, and, and business-wise. And this will be some of the exercise that we'll do inside that community, which will be a lot of fun. So, um, all right. Let's, Sophia, why don't you tell everybody uh, who's listening um, what you've been able to accomplish. So we've gone 8 to 12. You were really uh, upset and hated real estate. And then uh, let's, before we go to that, like, what is the thing that, that, that swayed you to start liking it or being interested in it? Maybe there was a time and a catalyst there that you can point to that, that you thought like became interesting and why? Well, I'd say when I was 12 is when I kind of like started it, like I started to shift a little bit because then we went on the cruise and you were there and I got to meet you, you know, the Bill Allen and I, I, then I had to start reading books because my mom made me read, um, what was it? 10 or 12 books. I don't even remember anymore, but I just know I had to read a lot of books so I could get my phone. And most of them were like about real estate or self-help, you know? So I was reading all of those. And then can you tell me what you mean by that? She made you read books to get your phone, right? Uh, basically to earn my phone because like I was in middle school, everybody had a phone. I didn't. And I was like, mom, I want a phone, you know, I want to be able to text everybody and, you know, you know, the thing. And so she said, either you have to read these books so you could earn your phone or you have to work and pay for your phone. So I was like, okay, I choose books. And so she just gave me the stack of books and she's like, once you get through all of these, you can have your phone. But even then it's, it was still a phone with rules and that annoyed me very much the it's still our phone you know i'm not gonna get too into it but the family how do you feel about it now how do you feel about it now um i'm grateful that she did that now like i'm glad that she didn't just give it to me because then i would have probably for a while after that just expect everything to be given but i mean to this point still i've still had to earn every single thing that i wanted or pay for it now i pay for the things myself right i pay for my own things for my own trips, my like the things that I want, right? But before it was, you either read or you pick up garbage at a house or something, like just work to earn it. So you didn't like it in the moment, but you liked it now. Like looking back, you're grateful for, for that, the constraints that were put on the things, even though they didn't feel good in the moment. Yes, it was like a blessing in disguise. Uh, Marisol, how, why did you do some of those things and how do you feel like it went? 
I did it because I believe that uh, if I just give my kids a fish, I'm not teaching them how to fish. To us, it's important uh, to... Um, Basically, we believe this important not just to give them something. It's important to show them how to earn it. Uh, for example, we don't believe in giving them our wealth because they need to earn their own wealth. If one day our kids get something, it's because they don't need it. If they need it, I don't think they did a good job as a mom because my job is uh, to teach them how to create it and to earn it by themselves. How did it feel in the moment um, at 12, 13 years old when she's earning the phone and getting really upset because you put limitations on it? It used to hurt my heart because she used to say that she used to hate me and that I was a horrible mom. And I just thought that uh, that was the moment and I was not going to let her comments stop me from seeing the vision of the future. It was painful. And uh, for a lot of parents out there, if you know that you are doing something good for your kids, even though they maybe they will say that they hate you, that you are a horrible parent, that um, you should not let that stop you from uh, still um, follow through. How did you and Omar um, were, were you two, like, who did you turn to when that was going on? Like when, yeah, it was, uh, you're a horrible mom. I hate you. Those kind of things. Like, did you just, did you just like reach down inside of yourself and, and muscle through or like, how, how did you get, did you talk to somebody? Like, did you have a support network? What was that like? Uh, I actually went to the Tony Robbins event and I started doing meditation and I started doing a lot of prayers and how, uh, because, me and Sophia relationship. First of all, I want to say that she has been a great kid and I feel blessed that she she's my daughter. But at the same time, for um, for a while, uh, we were not that close as we are right now. And it was hurting my heart and I decided to get help. And I believe in God and I, I did a lot of meditation and praying. And I sent her so many blessings, hoping that one day she will receive them and uh, see that what I was trying to do, it was not to hurt her. It was actually to help her. And it was- What years of, was this? Uh, like around when she was 12, I think that she was passing through a, a stage that, uh, I guess, Sophia, you can, uh, Talk about it. What were you passing Jeez. through? Um, well, it was like 12 and 13, like 14-ish. Like now looking back at it, I'm embarrassed. Like when my mom tells other people that I hated her, because I'm like, that's not what I want to be known for, for hating my mom. But it, I don't know, I guess I kind of did. Or I always told her that I did. I was like very distant, very like passing through the teenager years. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to be in my room. I just want to be on my phone. You know, just just distant and like insecure and I don't know. I don't want to say depressed, but just like, like meh, like not wanting to do anything. So that was like 12, 13, 14, like those times? Yeah. And then what, what um, do you do you have like a defining moment after that where you were like you can look back to and say okay this is like the turning point of me realizing that I need to come out of this phase or is there something that pulled you out or any of those kind of things? I want to say it's it kind of started at the end of eighth grade like and then in that summer heading to high school because at the end of eighth grade that's when I had this class this class called like real life it was about real life things. I guess, something like that. And I had this teacher, Mr. Krog, and I love him. He's the best teacher I've ever had. Like, he's great. But he did tell me, like, we had a conversation one day in the class, and he's like, oh, what do you guys want to do over summer break? So everybody was saying what they were going to do. You know, some people were going to work, or some people were just going to chill, at, like, at the pool. And I was like, oh, like, I want to make $20,000. 
And then I don't know why, I don't even know why I said that, like $20,000, but he was like, no, like, that's not possible. You're, you're not going to make $20,000. You can't this and that. Right. He just continued. So I was, I was kind of hurt. Right. My soul was crushed. He's like, maybe you can make a thousand. And I was like, oh, like, oh, well, you know, I was sad, but then I like, I guess at that point, that's kind of what like switched a little bit. Finally, like it finally hit me where it hurt. And then I started to get more interested in real estate. I mean, it didn't happen right away. Like I think a few months later, I went to my first like real estate event where I was actually interested in it. And that whole summer I spent four days a week volunteering at the food bank because I was super bored and I just chose to. So yeah, that also kind of, I feel like that also helped. And my side of the story. I was going to say my side of the story is that she actually went and volunteered in the food bank because I sent her to the Tony Robbins event also. And uh, I think they want, it was a midst of uh, different events, but um, she just came to me one day and she's like, I want to learn about real estate. Take me to this event in Seattle. And I was, oh my goodness, I never thought of this. It was a dream come true just to um, hear her to be interested in real estate and wanting to learn about it. Sophia, what would you say, because most, most of the people who listen to this are probably the parents of the kids that are 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there that uh, may be in that phase, um, or they're in the earlier phase where they're interested in something, like they're, maybe they're reading their early books, or they actually are interested, or they're a little bit older. But I think this phase, this is a challenging phase for parents, right? And so if they have a, if they have a kid who is in that phase right now, um, what would you recommend they do? What would you recommend the parents do um, for those kids? Um, to kind of, because they, you know, it, this is just totally normal, by the way. Sophia, like, don't you know, beat yourself up for saying you hate your mom. I've said it to my mom many times when I was a kid. I remember, uh, I remember like locking myself in the room and crying and all, all this stuff. Like, you hate, like, I don't get to do anything. I can't sleep over my friends' houses. This is everybody. Everybody else gets to do all this stuff, and I don't. My parents were I, what I thought very strict and all these things, and. Um, and they were just looking out for me, trying to do the best they could for me. There's no manual for us parents of what we do for the kids. Like, we don't know. We've never had to do that before. I've never had, uh, Marisol had never had a 12-year-old girl before or a 13-year-old girl or a 14-year-old girl. She's doing the best that they can for you and they care about you so much. And it does break our heart when we hear these things and we don't really know what to do. Like a lot of times we're at, like we're just at the end of our skill set, right? And looking for a place and usually it's it's hearing it from others that that happens like you hearing it from this teacher that you love this class that you had and you were like you know what like i don't want to go sit by the pool i don't want to do these things i want twenty thousand dollars so what would you recommend to those parents that they could do um for their kids like what would you say um that you would recommend they do well i mean to start i now i realize it that Truly, my mom was just being a mom for the first time and she made mistakes and I made mistakes because I'm just a daughter for the first time ever. I've never been a daughter before that I know of unless I had a past life or something. But yeah, so I can't, I feel like I shouldn't get so upset sometimes because she's just trying her best and she was just trying her best. But I want to say definitely if you do have a kid in those ages, like, I don't know. I feel like the most thing that I didn't like, the thing that I didn't like the most is that like, I feel like it was almost like suffocating, like not to be dramatic, but you know, like all they wanted to do is protect me and be there and, and, you know, try to help me or I don't know, be loving, but which is great. Like, thank you for loving me, mom. But I like at the time I was just angry at everyone. And it just feels like the more that you like, try to keep protecting me the more i'm just gonna try to get away like it's just gonna be a like a game of tag i'm like you gotta kind of let them go a little bit or don't squeeze too much because then they're gonna explode or something so what would you say to the kids i i I would obviously recommend that if you have a um if you have a young person in your house that you are um that that may uh 
may not be aware that what's going on, then this might be a good show for them to listen to. But Sophia, what would you recommend to them if they do listen to this show? Like a 12, 13, 14 year old girl, young man, young boy, like these, these kind of people that are, uh, that are gonna listen to this show, like what would you say to them if they're in this phase where their parents, it feels like they're, they hate their parents, they're really kind of lashing out and, and things like that. Like, what would you say to them? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know, it was so long ago. I just, I mean, it's gonna happen no matter what, like everybody has that phase eventually, but, uh, crap, I don't know. How do you feel I, now, like looking back? Like you, you mentioned it was kind of like, felt a little, you feel bad about saying some of those things. Um, would you, let me ask you a different question. Um, did you wish that you handled that situation differently? And if so, like if you could go back to that time, like what would you change from some of the, your reaction to some of the things that were going on, knowing that your parents loved you and they wanted the best for you? Well, I'm definitely embarrassed about it now, but I would, I wish I wouldn't have like took out all my anger on my whole family, especially my sister, right? She was like, I'm her only sibling. We only have each other. Now we're best friends. But like before, I never wanted to hang out with her. I mean, she was just lonely. Like, plus it was COVID. We were all stuck with each other at home the whole time. So like you can imagine, I was there hating my family and they were just always around. So I, I just wish I wouldn't have taken out my anger on them just because like I was feeling insecure because I was I was like, right, I gained some weight. And I mean, it was COVID. I just I stress ate everything. All I did was eat and watch TV. Like I wasn't really doing anything with my life. And yeah, like I, I just took out my anger on others because I was feeling angry with myself. So I wish I wouldn't have done that because it's just like my own anger it doesn't have anything to really do with them. But I made it seem like it was all about them. And then I was like, oh, mom, I hate you, and et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Marisol, what do you think? Like, what would you recommend to the parents that are out there of, uh, that have kids around that age, 12, 13, 14, 15, and going through that kind of same thing? What do you, would you say to them? I will just say love them, uh, be patient. It's a stage of, uh, in their lives, and it will pass. Um, now, I will not change, even though that what we pass through, I hope that no one passes through. I will not change it because the relation that we have is uh, beautiful. I feel really close to Sophia now. And um, I feel like we are not just mom and daughter, we are like friends. And I don't think that that, that will be possible without uh, passing that as struggles so just love your kids and um don't give up even though if they say that they hate you they really don't hate you uh it's just a stage that they are passing through be patient with them love them respect them and maybe um give them also a space because maybe uh I I just wanted to show my love to Sophia, but she also needed a space. So I learned that she needs her space and I am willing to do that. Give her a space. Well, I'd say my, my piece of advice uh, is as a parent, I think you need to find a place and some other people to talk to that are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing, you know, because a lot of times we carry this weight all by ourselves. I know I find myself and then, and then what happens with me and my spouse is, you know, right now we're going through this phase of like our five-year-old Lucas does not want to go to bed. He's freaking out, screaming. He comes out of his bedroom like 10 times at night, wakes James up. James is in bed. He gets up. He's like, what's going on? He's crying. And it's a huge chaos happened last night. And what it does is it boils the tension up. Like I'm, you know, Lucy and I, it, it creates friction between us, you know, and, and she's feeling destroyed and crushed. I've had a tough day. And, you know, we need to be, be there together, but to have somebody else, like another mom, because I don't understand what it's like to be a mom. And so to have her be able to reach out to another mom and then have like, 
you know, Marisol, reach out to a mom who has a 12-year-old or had a 12-year-old and is on the backside of this. So if you can imagine, you've got a 12, 13, or 14-year-old right now that's going through this, and you could talk to Marisol about it right now, she would tell you, just keep going, like all the advice she just gave you. And to have that kind of network of people and have a community of parents and families and things like that, that, that you know, that can lift you up and just have just, just all you need is that person to say, keep going, it gets better. Keep going, it gets better. Even though you're like, I don't even know if I can go another day, let alone, you know, another week or month. So when is it going to get better? And I feel like that right now. I'm sitting in this five-year-old crazy phase with Lucas, and I just I look, I think back to Will. Will was doing the same thing. He was having these night terrors for like months, for like two months straight, screaming in the middle of the night all night, didn't sleep. And uh, it's when James was in the hospital, and and Lucy was gone at the hospital. It was just me and him. And I was up all night with him every night. And then James, when he was having his heart surgeries, he was like getting sick every night. Like we had to give him milk through his, uh, through his tube and he would just get sick. We'd have to wake up, change the sheets, scrub the floors. Like it was horrible every night. And I, we went through that for like a year and now it's like great. He sleeps all night, sleeps through the night, like a rock. He's amazing. And Will, same thing. Will, I have to wake Will up. Yesterday for church, I had to wake him. I had to shake him at 8 o'clock, be like, get in the car, dude. Get dressed, get in the car. And so he's out all night, you know? And they're just great kids. And you just had to go through that phase to get to the beauty on the backside of it. And that's really everything in our lives. So I think that would be the biggest advice I could give is don't, don't, don't suffer in silence and don't struggle on your own. It's like figure out how, a support network that you can get. Um, it could be with us. It could be, it could be anywhere. But find some other people that have walked through the path that, or they're just a little bit ahead of you so that you can reach out and say, Hey, I need some support with this. And we, we talk about real estate a lot. We talk about all, all this stuff and, and really inside the community, we talk a lot about life. And so that's the, that's really what, it, what it's all about. If you're, if the life is really strong and good, so will the business. Um, but a lot of people have really great businesses, but really poor relationships with their kids and their spouse and their life and those kind of things. And that's the challenging part. It, what's it all for if, if that's all going to break down? So um, definitely find a network. That would be my biggest piece of advice is find somebody who you, can, who you can lean on when it's not going well and speak up and don't suffer in silence. And, uh, and obviously Marisol, go to Tony Robbins event, go to another event, like go somewhere that you can get some tips on, on life, right? Because I think all that stuff is really great. So, uh, okay. Thank you guys for opening up and being vulnerable and sharing all that stuff. That was great. Um, Sophia, maybe let's, let's talk now a little bit about some of the things that you've done uh, in the real estate world. Maybe we can just like list them out. We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I think it's very interesting, um, probably for the kids that are listening and the parents that are listening, and I use kids loosely, young people, young entrepreneurs. I, I don't know how old you are if you're listening. You might be uh, six or seven years old. You might be 17, 18 years old. So um, I don't want to lump you all into kids, but you're way younger than me. So um, I look at somebody like that as a kid, but uh, young adults, young entrepreneurs, next generation, the future um, of, of business and entrepreneurs. So Sophia, what have been some of the things that you've been able to accomplish? And then, um, and then how have you been able to do that? Well, I've been, I've gotten seven deals in the past like two years. So 15 to 17, and I've been on this. This is my third podcast now. So yeah, the other one was with you again. And then another one was with my friend, Jonathan Zook, but that's multifamily anyways. Um, and I've been able to, to speak on four stages. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll call it four. And let me think, I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of like a big network of, you know, business people, okay, not like in, entrepreneurs and, you know, just different business. I've been able to meet a lot of people and it, it's been super cool. Like the network that I've been able to get and develop and just kidding that might be it no there's probably more I just I don't even remember at this point oh I've gotten my first deal award at your at the seven figure oh I don't even I don't even remember anymore I can't even speak but yeah that's at that's Flip live you got the first deal yes, award Flip live. which there was we go. awesome that was one of my favorite awards to give out 
to, to the young people that are getting those awards. It's really incredible. Um, so seven deals. Um, do you know how much money that you've made? Like, do you have that calculated? Like total? Yes. You ever yes. looked at that? Yes, it was roughly $50,000 total. So Mr. Krog, look at me. I've made 30000 more than I said I was going to. I cannot, I've, I'm so tempted to just invite him to one of these events and like, just be like, look at what I've done. But I don't know, maybe I should go visit him at school. Maybe you should teach a class at school. You should teach his <laughs> class. So um, how does all that make you feel? Like uh, you've done seven deals. People that are listening to the show probably have done less than that. Um, and then what would you say to the people? So how does that make you feel first? Then I'll ask you the next question. I don't know. I feel, I feel normal. Just like, uh, how do I explain this? I don't know. I, I just, it's just my life right now. Like I, I mean, at first I was super, super excited about the deals, but now I'm like, oh, like another deal now. Let me try to get the next one or like what's next. I don't, I feel like I can't be excited for too long. Like I've never, I've never been the type of person to be excited for so long. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited for two minutes, giggling, smiling. I buy myself a dinner. I cut my hair. I like buy myself jeans. And then I'm like, Oh, next thing now. Yeah. Do you feel like there's something out there that you can't do? I mean, yeah, jeez. I don't know. It's, it's like limiting beliefs, but um, no, if I want to do something, I probably could do it. If I, if I'm determined to do it, like there's nothing, there's nothing really in my way, but I don't know. The reason I ask that question is because I feel like there's people that are listening that are like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. I can't do that. And I think I'm guessing if I had to hypothesize what, what's true is that after doing seven real estate deals at such a young age, I, I think you're set up for a future of every, anything's possible for me. Like if I put my mind to it, if I put the work in, if I, if I find the right network, I find the right mentor, like I can do whatever I want to do. Like I can do anything that I want to do. So I don't know if that's true, but it kind of sounded like it from your answer. And I feel like that didn't happen to me until I was like, in my upper thirties, so like 20 years ahead of me on the possibility and what opens up in, in the mindset piece of things. Cause that's the game. Like 80, 90% of what we have to deal with is in our head. And if you can start that way at a young age, then that's, it's like game over for the future. And yeah, you're, you're going to get knocked down. You, you're going to skin your knee. You're going to uh, slip up. There's going to be some things that happen and we don't want to get too cocky, but I mean, that's what I think is really magical about what your parents have done with you and some of the other folks in our community that are raising up these, these young entrepreneurs and these young people to do, follow their dreams and do whatever they want, but realize that anything's possible. And my hope is that the young people that listen to the show and the parents that listen to that show realize that anything's possible. Like, uh, Marisol, did you, did you do all the work for her? Did you like do everything and just say that she did the deals? Like, or did she actually have to do any work? Because I know there's people listening like, oh, her parents are in real estate, so that's how she, they just like gave her one or gave her another one or did these kind of things. No, so how it happened is that basically one, um, she uh, went to the Seattle event. She started attending to accountability groups, but I was not even telling her to attend. She used to get up every Tuesday, like really early, and just she just went in there to listen because she didn't know uh, that much about real estate. And then I think the one year passed by and uh, her mentor to told her, go and get 10 uh, distressed homes and uh, write them letters. And by that time, I think that she was uh, 15 years old, so she didn't have a license. So the only thing that I did for her, it was to be her Uber. I was driving her around um, 
the city. So that, and I told her like, look, there is an app where uh, you can go in there and just click those properties, but I'm not going to let you. Uh, I think the life is about learning uh, fundamentals. So get a pen and a paper and start writing those addresses. And the only thing that I will do for you is show you the first time how to go to the um, uh, county county and get their info and then you can figure out how to send them letters and by the way pay for your uh, stamps and envelopes and uh, she was like how do I do that and I'm like well clean houses or clean my car figure out uh, is what I did for her but um, we became our best, best friends while driving through the cities uh, getting uh, those addresses and that's it. Um, that. And what I have done for her also, I uh, taught her how to um, to learn her market and um, know what's her after repair value and how, how to figure out what price to pay for houses. Uh, but I always let her do the work first and then I just confirm it um, because I, I think this like a, a team. We consider her part of our team but we're not willing to do her work. She does her own marketing. We do our own marketing and how we have um, work with her is, for example, if she does her marketing and it's a deal from her marketing, she has, she has the option to wholesale it to someone else or she has the option to wholesale it to us. And if it is uh, from our marketing, because now she answers uh, our, um, those are phone calls. We pay her commissions, commission if she actually uh, goes to the appointment with my husband because she cannot go by herself. And uh, if she negotiates the deal and if she gets the deal, she gets commissioned. It's how we work with her. That's awesome. Incredible opportunity, I think. And and it definitely, like having a the, the people that are, that who's, kids are flipping houses and wholesaling houses in our community. They're in real estate, so they can help the, these folks. It's like having a mentor built in, but they're not doing the work for them, which is really cool to hear. Um, so I'll, I want to wrap it up. We only have a couple minutes left. And so I want to talk a little bit about what we're doing, what's coming up. So we have we built something inside the community. Last year, we did an event for, for our young people, ages 6 to 18, uh, here at my office. We had about 70 people come. And we broke them up and taught them money and real estate. So the uh, first day we talked about money and entrepreneurship. The second day we talked about real estate. And I'm writing a book right now called Teenage Tycoon. So it's, gonna, it's about money. It's about entrepreneurship and understanding the fundamentals for our young people. It's going to help you. If you're listening to this and you're an adult, you're going to read it and you're gonna, it's going to blow you away. Um, and I'm, I'm working next month on having a short form like ebook out. And then next year in December launch the, the actual book, like the hard copy, big book. And so um, inside of that, we are also launching our first ever mastermind for young people. In uh, it's gonna start in January. So on January 1st, um, it's gonna kick off. And what we're doing is we're doing a call every two weeks with a high level entrepreneur, somebody that I know, or somebody that's gonna come in to talk about money, entrepreneurship, finances. I've already locked in about 10 friends of mine. One is one of the biggest e-commerce sellers in the US. She does a bunch of like Amazon and uh, e-com businesses where she'll find products, get a markup and sell those products, something that our young people can do. I've got some folks coming in to talk about, they do, um, they do uh, eBay, they find stuff on like Craigslist or on the side of the road or on uh, Facebook Marketplace and then they, they get it and buy it and then they sell it on eBay or they sell it on Facebook Marketplace, they clean it up and then they sell it and basically flip these items and make a ton of money each year. It's amazing to watch them. So they're going to come in and talk to the kids. I've got a New York Times bestselling author. I've got a motivational speaker. I've got Russell Brunson, who is the owner of ClickFunnels, who runs a, they do over $100 million a year, is going to come in and talk to the kids on a Zoom call. I, I can't, by the way, I can't even get Russell to talk to me on a Zoom call for an hour, but he agreed to come talk to the kids. So uh, things like that, where us as parents are just going to be like looking over the shoulder of our kids every two weeks and trying to like take notes because it's just going to be a goldmine for them. It, a really incredible opportunity for all these mentors to come in every, so every other week. So every two weeks there'll be a call. Uh, so 25 of those that I'm locking in for the first year. Um, 
And then we're also doing a book club that uh, Omar, Marisol, Sophia, and, and some other folks are going to be helping us run the book club. So we'll be going through a different book. Um, uh, and they're going to pick books that everybody goes through, and then we jump on a call and talk about what they got each week. So, hey, what did you get from the book this week? And, uh, you know, group conversation, group setting, talk through the book. I'm building out a course also on money, entrepreneurship, and real estate for young people that will have a course launched as well, so a video course they can go through at their own pace. And then we're going to do two events. We're going to do an event in the summer, and we're going to do an event in the winter that they can attend. And uh, it's just an amazing opportunity uh, for them to uh, jump in. So I don't know the name of this group yet. Uh, it was Seven Figure Kids, but I don't like the word kids, so I want to change it. Um, so it's something with young entrepreneurs. We're, we're working on this right now. But if, they're, if you're interested, we're going to have information in the description and in the email of this podcast where you can click and you can learn more information about it and jump in and join. Um, it is a family rate. So it's one price per family. It's not per child. So you can put as many kids in there as you want. If you have 10 kids, they can all be in. If you have one kid, I tell people they should have more kids. So, um, but your kid can come in. If you have grandkids and you don't have, you don't have kids anymore, you're, you, can, you can get this for your grandkids. The other thing that we're doing um, that's really been on my heart lately is for anybody who pays in full. So for every pay in full membership we have, um, I really feel like the people who need this probably can't afford it. And, um, and they don't know about money. Like their parents don't know about money, those kind of things. So what we're doing is a buy one, give one. So for all the pay in fulls, uh, we're going to have an application process for people to go through who are in financial need that want their kids to be in here. And we are going to, um, we're going to give some scholarships. So for every paid in full membership, um, we're going to give a scholarship to somebody who's in need for it. And they have to apply and they have to show up and they have to attend and they have to be above a certain percentage of attendance and they have to use it uh, or else we're going to replace them with another family. But that's how we're going to make sure that this can really be a movement, impact-based movement um, that I want to create here for the future of our, of our youth. So um, if you want to find more, more information about this, it'll, there'll be a link in the description. It'll be in the email or you can just email us. You can respond to any of these emails or reach out to me. Um, and this is... This is happening right now. Like we're starting, people are loaded up. And if you're a member of our mastermind, seven figure uh, altitude, runway, or multifamily, it's half off for you. And for every two, so for every two half off paid memberships, we're gonna, we're gonna give one. So that's the plan. I'm really excited about it. I'm incredibly thankful that you guys are, are joining us on this, uh, this journey, this mission, and all that stuff. Uh, and I can't wait for the future. Like I, this is, I, I believe that this will be the thing that, that, that if we focus on it, if I spend time on it, and I will, that this will be the future of everything that I do um, in my life. And I'm incredibly proud of it. And I'm more excited about the buy one, give one than anything else that we're doing. I think there's a lot of families. My, my goal is that this, there's a family who comes in that gets a, a, a membership for a year. Their kids build this business and they want to stay in for year two and they pay for it themselves in full. And we donate another one for they, like, they sponsor somebody else the next year. It's like that idea is just like, that is the, the tree of life. That's like amazing for me. So, um, I am now three minutes late for a meeting. I want to say thank you to you guys for being on the show. Um, absolutely incredible. I, I know that you guys are excited about being on this journey with us. And I, I think today's show was one of the best shows that I've ever recorded. Like, I'm really excited about getting this out into the parents' hands and the, the young people's hands uh, out there because I think some of the things that we talked about, although it didn't seem to be about real estate, is really about the life and the, the journey that we want to be on with our family. So thank you guys for being here. It was incredible. Thank you for being vulnerable and opening up and talking about you know, the hard things. And I think it's really great for the parents now to hear that, um, you know, even the Mendez family had some drama and problems in it along the way. It wasn't all perfect. So like they, everybody thinks that we are for some reason. We are not perfect. <laughs> uh, well, I would like to say thank you to you guys for being on the show. And um, I, I know that um, it, how can people find out more information about uh, you guys? Like, how can they, if they want to reach out or they want to follow you, where can they find you guys? Um, they can send us an email. My email address is marisolmendez509 at gmail.com. Or they are uh, welcome to send me a message uh, via Facebook. Uh, what about you, Sophia? Uh, mine can also be an email, so 
I mean, I don't know if Bill Allen is going to write it like in the thing, but it's, um, you can say Sophia, it and then I'll write it in the description. Okay. Uh, Sophia Mendez, nine three zero at gmail.com. And I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram as Sophia Mendez, Sophia.Mendez.1. I don't even remember anymore. Something along those lines. And on Facebook, it's just Sophia Mendez. So. Cool. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the description and we'll, uh, we'll send it out in email. Thank you guys for being here. I had a great time and I'll see everyone. Hey, if you're interested in getting your family involved in what we're doing, hit the link in the description of the podcast. Um, check out what we put in the email. And obviously we'll be talking about this a lot more coming up. This is, um, this is the future of our business. I'm really excited about it. And it's been a long time coming that we've been working on this. So um, we'll see you guys on the next show. Bye.